And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bomb Show, number 158. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Who and you and who? Is that what you say, Ed? Me too. Good morning. Well, good morning, Mr. Brentley. Glad hey, to Bob. hear your voice. Thanks, Bob. It's good to be talking to you. It's good to be alive. Beautiful winter weather up here in Tennessee. <laughs> it's show number 158. Here we are going in toward the latter half of uh, February. And uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to warming up, though. Are you? When can, when can that happen? Uh, well, I don't know. Sometimes you think March, but I think some of our biggest snowstorms have been in March. But what was it? It's been, what, a year? Didn't we have a pretty big snowstorm last year right around Christmas? Mm -hmm. I mean, not last year, 2020, yeah. I'm trying to say. Yep. Well, we're back with another show. I'm Bob. He's Ed. Let's kick this thing off. Mr. Brantley, what kind of uh, news you got? Well, I got some good ones here. Let's see. Lockdowns only reduced COVID-19 death rate by 0.2%. So these lockdowns should be rejected just right away. You know, just get over it. But 0.2% in the U.S. and Europe? And that's according to John Hopkins University where they made this study. But the researchers, they found that, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it, that it imposed enormous economic and social costs where, where they were adopted. In consequence, lockdown policies are ill-funded and should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. So they're just putting it right on the line. There's no evidence that mandated lockdowns in Europe and the United States had a noticeable effect on, on COVID-19 mortality rates. How about that, Bob? It's really strange, and I don't... I don't know what you make of that exactly. You would think well, that with less contact, there'd be fewer illnesses. And every time we had one of these big events, like a big NASCAR race in Daytona or something, you know, what's his name? Fossey would get on there and say, oh, we're about to have it now. And it didn't happen. It doesn't happen. Uh, the researchers concluded that limiting gatherings may have actually increased COVID-19. Shelter and space orders in place orders may isolate an infected person at home with his or her family where he or she risks infecting family members with a higher viral load and causing more severe illness, they say. Wow. So I don't know. I'm just tired of hearing about it myself. I've got How long will it be before we don't talk about this anymore, Ed? I suggest we stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, when I say we, I'm talking about all the newspapers and TV and the radio and the world. When, when are we, is this something that we're going to hear to the day we die? Uh, probably. I, I'm over it. I'm just absolutely over it. Now, that, I, thought, I thought that was good COVID news, the thing against the lockdowns. But I think some of these politicians, they just do that because somebody else has done it. You know, they don't have well, any facts. Politicians will try to make hay out of everything if they think it's politi politically charged and they right. want to get on the side where the most people agree with him. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, and then you've got the NFL. Uh, Roger Goodell sent out a memo recently to all 32 NFL teams saying that the efforts to diversify the league's coaching ranks have produced unacceptable results 
and added that the league will look into allegations of tanking. I didn't understand what tanking is. But at any rate, uh, he says that uh, nine head coaching positions were open at the beginning of the year. Five have been filled, all by white men. And um, some pretty substantial stuff has happened in this. It's a sham, they said, to interview these people, and they don't ever do anything with it. So, well, I, um, what they did is they, uh, one, one gentleman that's suing his former team and the NFL is saying he was paid to lose so they would get a higher draft picks. Right, Flores, yeah, he's with the Dolphins. Yeah. He said uh, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 per game to lose on purpose. Wow. Well, I tell you what, if that's true, then the team should be taken away from that owner. Yeah. He should lose the team. Yeah. Because that's, that's not the purpose of having a team. No. Uh, you don't want to play anybody that's trying to lose against you. Well, it's cheating. Yeah. It's like cheating to win because all they're, they're looking for draft pick. That's what they're looking for. And, um, yeah. you know, well, I, I personally think that whatever the job is, you should hire the most qualified person. I don't care what their religion is, their ethnicity, or whatever it may be. That's why I didn't really understand when Biden came out and said that uh, he is going, the next person pointed to the Supreme Court will be a black woman. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if I'm an a, a Asian American woman that's worked hard all my life, you just excluded me and you're not even gonna consider me mm-hmm. because I'm not a black woman. I think statements like that do more harm, I think, than good, it's, it's strictly political. You, don't you want always find the best person for a job? Sure. sure. Well, anyway. And that just makes sense. But we all know what his mindset is. And sure. So, and, you know, everything changed on January the 6th when, as right, right-wing right extremists, including some chanting, hang Mike Pence, stormed the Capitol. Mm. In the years since the end of the Trump administration, the former president and vice president have drifted further apart. With Pence acknowledging recently in an interview that he had not spoken with Trump since last summer. In his strongest language today, Pence rebuked his one-time boss, calling him out by name while discussing Trump's claim that Pence could have overturned the results of the 220 presidential election. There are those in our party who believe that as presiding officer over the joint section of Congress, I possess unilateral authority to reject electoral college votes. He said, that's, that's wrong. He said, he said, I had no right to overturn the election. And um, I don't know how that goes, but anyway. Well, um, I, if Trump runs, I don't think Pence will be his roommate anyway. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Probably I, had I, a guy from Florida, DeSantis or whatever his yeah. name is. I'd be careful if I ran with him, to be honest with you. Well, no question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I bet you if he runs, he'll still be talking about this election that he won. It. So I don't know. Well, if he does run and he does get elected, <laughs> um, he's got a far better chance now than he did last time if he keep his mouth shut. I mean, he could be a president that could be in there for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Which, how, how about that?
Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. I think we're running late on our uh, news here. We'll, because I kept going on and on about other stuff. But don't forget, President's Day is February 21st, a Monday. You remember, Ed, when you and I were growing up, there, we at school, you, you had, it wasn't President's Day. It was Washington's birthday and Lincoln's, Lincoln's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, did you know now some states still do Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday? Some only do Lincoln and some only do Washington and then some do President's <laughs> Day. I didn't realize I did, that until I was looking I did at not, this. I did not know that. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so the President's Day is actually considered uh, to be Washington's birthday, but all former presidents are uh, honored or uh, remembered on that day. So, so which, one you gonna, which one are you going to remember? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> ah, I mean, it's, uh, but I, I think evidently with that being said, then people when we were young, thought Washington and Lincoln were the best presidents ever. Yeah. Well, they certainly did. They were, they were comfortable doing things, and they made a big change in America, that's for sure. But now, didn't Reagan do as well? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think he freed the slaves. <laughs> well, no, but the Berlin Wall fell, so yeah. a lot happened, but uh, nonetheless. All right, we got to move along. Ed, tell everybody where our topic for today is. Animals that are in danger of becoming extinct. Ooh, important subject. Yeah, I'll tell you my sponsor of the day, it's Weigel's. And we've got a very special, you know, each one of the Weigel stores has a kitchen and a very nice lady, one or two or three working back there who will fix whatever you want to eat. So you don't have to go someplace else. You can just walk into Weigel's and you're probably the first in line every time. That's great. (laughs) But their special this month is Buffalo Chicken Pizza. And also they have the, the uh, uh, and that's good. I mean, I, those, those pizzas, that they're fresh, comes right out of the oven. They're not, I mean, they make them right there. They're not like some package wow. thing. Yeah, they do. They make them right there in the, in the kitchen. So that's pretty good. And they, they also have a great drink special this time. You know, we, we talked about the, the other things, but they have, let's see, that's, what is that? It's, uh, their milk is peanut butter. Chocolate milk. Mm. I, don't know. I, I just don't know about that, Bob. <laughs> I don't know. If, if anything's flavored with peanut butter, I want it. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah. our thanks to Billy Weigel. He's had all these Weigel stores. I think there's 67 of them now, and they're wonderful. They're everywhere. Wow. So thank you very much for what you do for East Tennessee and Knoxville building. Good people. All right, our topic for the day, Ed, is what uh, animals are in danger of becoming extinct. Uh, and uh, we can, we're just going to do the top 10, but uh, a species is classified as endangered when its population has declined between 50 and 70 percent, and when its population is less than 250 mature animals. Um, now, there's a lot of species that are on the watch list. But Ed and I are going to tell you about the top 10 most endangered animals as of today's date. And uh, I don't guess it makes any difference. We start number one or number 10, but because um, they're all 10 are very, very important. So um, are they? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I look down this list going, whoa, you know, um, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. But let's start with uh, 
Um, we'll go with the number one um, most concerned about being extinct is the Javan rhinoceros. Mm -hmm. There is only about 60 of these left. Um, they're critically endangered. Uh, these are the ones, they're about uh, five feet tall, they weigh about 2,500 pounds, about 10 feet long. Um, and I think, um, like I said, there's only around 60 or so remaining in the world. And they're confined to one park on the extreme southwestern tip of the Indonesian island of Java. So uh, Javan yeah. rhinoceros are estimated to um, uh, be one of the most threatened large mammal species on Earth. And, uh, rhinoceroses, of course, I didn't know they were divided into like particular ones, but uh, I've never seen a real one except in a zoo, obviously, like oh, I on safari it, yeah. or anything. Uh, but that's one. What else you you want to do the next one, Ed? Well, there's uh, quite a few on here, I think, uh, and some of them I'm really concerned about. I like snow leopards and yeah. orangutans, you know, but some of these, you know, Bob, here's the thing I don't understand. How are you going to keep them where they are if if the world keeps changing and growing and you have all this pollution and 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 all these things? But orang orangutans, the only place I see them is in a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, Asian. Yeah, and I wouldn't know an Asian elephant from an, uh, an African elephant to tell you the truth. I think their ears are smaller, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, and I Hi. saw on here uh, uh, gorillas. Uh, we've always heard that. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, mostly, they're gorillas in Rwanda, Uganda, Congo, places like that is where they run wild. Um, how about this right here, Ed? Tigers. Tiger. I yeah. had no idea tigers were uh, endangered. Tigers live. Where do they live? They live in India. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Siberia, Malayan tigers, uh, Bengal tigers. Um, you know, I've seen them. Obviously, we've seen everybody's seen them in a zoo. But I had no idea tigers were. Um, in danger. They only live about eight or ten years in the wild. And I assume they live about the same or just a little bit more when they're in a habitat as well. Do you think it's going to come to where the only time you can see these animals is in a zoo somewhere? Well, um, yeah, no, I mean, I know down in Disney uh, World they have uh, where you drive through and the animals run wild. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but I mean, I think about, I, mean, I don't know how many animals have become extinct that we even know of. I mean, obviously dinosaurs and there's a gazillion different kind of dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. um, but I often wonder if some of these would not have become extinct anyway. I, I guess I'm trying to say, uh, is it man's fault that these are endangered? Well, I think some are, um, and then some of them, you, you want them to be extinct, really, because, I mean, they're going to, some of them are very hurtful toward, uh, and dangerous toward humans, so it, you can't live together with them. Um, well, it's so just like I, dinosaurs. If they were, became extinct because of a meteor or something that hit Earth or that yeah. killed everything, well, that's human nature, or that's mother nature, I guess is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, 
you know, something that man had nothing to do with. Right. And so I wonder if there was no men, uh, no humans on earth, if you'd still have some of these type of animals become extinct. I guess that's what I'm driving at. Well, I'm surprised to see bluefin tuna on this. Well, I think they're, they've fished tuna to death, haven't they? Yes, they have. You know, it's very huge in Japan, and uh, yeah. Japan often gets in trouble for uh, uh, fishing for tuna. Uh, also, here's leatherback turtles. Oh, wow. Leatherback turtles. Mm -hmm. The largest sea turtle species, one of the most migratory, they cross both the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, and they are in danger of becoming extinct. That's the ones you see in uh, all these uh, underwater, uh, uh, you know, when people go and do these, well, you see them on like National Geographic or something, specials, mm -hmm. and they're underwater and stuff. That's the big turtle you would see right there, the big leather right. net turtle. Mm -hmm. uh, snow leopard, like you were talking about a moment ago. I did not know that one was on this top 10 list. I did not know it either. Um, they're mostly, like you, I think you said Himalayas, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Only found in 12 countries. Um, and a dolphin, Erwadi dolphins. Now, is that the one that lives in the coves? And the, that's not in the the wild and the big ocean, they're, they're small, aren't they? They, they are, they mostly stay around the Mekong River, okay. uh, near Cambodia and Laos, a 118 mile stretch. I guess there's a lot of different kinds of um, dolphins because even one of the other ones on this list called the Vaquita is really a small, this is number two on the endangered list and found uh, in the Caribbean uh, around Costa Rica, and there are the smaller dolphins, and they're endangered. So I guess, well, you know, very often you see this list and you look down at half of them or most of them and you go, I never even heard of that. Well, no. I'm looking at this list here. You see rhinoceros, gorillas, tiger, Asian elephant, orangutans, leatherback turtles, snow leopards, bluefin tuna. That's not something we haven't heard of. No, it's not. No, it's not. And that bothers me about those bluefin tuners because I love tuna. Then <laughs> <laughs> quit eating it because uh, well, let, them, let them live. They're I'm mostly eating, in the North Atlantic. I'm eating yellowfin tuna now. <laughs> you know, all these, um, all these things, if, you have a, if you're listening and you have one of these concerns about this, you can look up. There's Each one of these have their own... Uh, following of places and how you can help and donate and uh, be part of the solution uh, to uh, keeping them from going extinct, if you will. So, but um, this is something I've heard all my life is some animals going extinct. And, and didn't the buffalo, I think we touched on it last time, what the buffalo in danger to become extinct? Oh gosh, yeah, they killed every one of them almost in the West, and and, uh, and then they protected them and brought them back. But I think, and I'm, I don't know if he did or not, but I think Ted Turner, when he he went big into buffalo to where he had yeah. thousands and thousands of buffalo he raised on his farms out in Montana. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, they were hunted, hunted so much because of meat and the skin and everything. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was just... Uh, well, buffalo was the number one thing hunted by Indians mm -hmm. back when the West was wild, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. But the, didn't the, yeah, but the Indians, they were, they, it's kind of like somebody who's cutting down a tree and they plant a tree. But they were, they were pretty smart about things like that. They didn't overly kill things just to kill them. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the problems with the, the buffalo is they, they didn't kill them for the meat. The white people killed them for their fur and and uh, the skin to make coats well, and clothes and things. I think you are right. But, you know, All right. Well, anything yeah. else you want to add on this, Seth? Nope. Dangerous species. Uh, tell everybody what's coming up, and I've got a sponsor of the day. All right. We got our mailbox coming up. Got some good letters here, and we've got. Uh, all that and some, oh, you got complaints and you got a sponsor here. Okay, go, Boynton. I got it, baby. It's uh, Ben Lucky, B-I-N Lucky, not B-E-N. It's B-I-N Lucky. If you've not been lucky, here's how you're going to do it. Ben Lucky is located on Middlebrook Pike across from the KUB substation there. 4426, I think it is. Uh, yeah, Middlebrook Pike. <clears throat> you know, those things you send back uh, to Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's, things like that, they don't go back on the shelves. They're not resold. They are wholesaled out, and places like Ben Lucky buys them in, in truckloads. And they load up their place on Wednesday and Thursday, put them in these bins. They're not, you know, they're not like five foot deep bins where you can't get to dig down. <laughs> it's only like a foot deep, but they're bins all over the store and, and they're scattered about everything. I've seen power tools. I've seen everything come through there. And on Friday, when they open, everything is $7. I don't care what it is. It's wow. all new. On Saturday, everything's five bucks. Sunday is three bucks. Monday goes down to a dollar. And if there is anything left on Tuesday, it's 50 cents. And then they restock on Wednesday and Thursday and start all over again. So get again. lucky. You get lucky like me and Ed. We've been lucky, B-I-N, yeah. and uh, check out their website, too. Okay. So, all right. There you go. All right. All right, Let's Ed. In the mailbox now. Let's see. Here's Here Alex go. from Miami. Ooh. What places on earth have the most extreme daylight or darkness? Well, well, no, we know for a fact, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. As a matter of fact, we do know. It's... Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to be at the poles. Yeah. There is a town near the Arctic Circle called Tromso um, in Norway, and they have extreme light variation between the seasons. Mm. Um, they, one is called Polar Night, where the sun never comes up between November and January to January. Wow. 90, could you do 90 days without the sun coming up? Oh, no. Gosh, no. I would think they'd have a problem with depression and things like mm -hmm. that during that time. It, mm -hmm. It'd kind of mess with your brain. Yes. Because when the Absolutely. sun comes up in the morning, doesn't it kind of... Um, Bright new a, day. A, yeah, a renewal, yeah. And, and it's like, no, yeah. this is a new day. I can start all over again. Yeah. Well, during polar night, you're going to have to wait 90 days before you get that Good. feeling. Great. And then... You got the midnight sun period that from May until July, the sun never sets. Oh. Now, and I, and I don't know, and I want to ask you, Ed, because you've said it many times, uh, 
uh, trouble is when the sun goes down and it gets late. <laughs> so if it never goes down, is there ever going to be any trouble? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's that may be coming up here shortly. Some, some advice somebody told you. <laughs> I don't know that I, those two extremes. I don't know that I could handle it. Yeah, it'd screw no, with true. you, wouldn't it? It would. It would really mess me up. Sun never yeah. sets from May to July. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next. Ready? Yeah. All right. Here's Betsy from Shreveport, Louisiana. And Bob, what's the best advice you ever got? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, oh, man. That's, you know, it's a great question. Mm -hmm. And there's probably at least 10 answers I could give you. But, you know, one that sticks out in my mind. Um, the best advice I ever got, Ed, was to, um, you know, when you screw up, to take, uh, own it, you know, uh, to mm -hmm. say, hey, I, I did that. I screwed up. I, I'm sorry. And, uh, but when I was younger, I would, I, would, I would make every excuse in the world as to why something had gone on. And this person that uh, came to me and said, why did you do that or why didn't you do that? And I started making excuses. And they said, I would just like to hear for once you say, I screwed up and I won't do it anymore or I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. <laughs> and I had, since then, it was advice that made me free because mm -hmm. since then, um, and I make many, many mistakes in my lifetime and I will continue to make more. I, but I would own it and say, God, I screwed that up. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm going to do better. I'll make sure, you know, we don't screw that up again and it was just made me free it's, it's not that i go around and make mistakes all the time and not care but it's just the fact that uh, i owned whatever i screwed up and i'm going to take responsibility and take my medicine whatever punishment there is or i lost this that or the other uh, then i'll take it but it just was advice that uh, uh, every time I think about it many times I, and uh, because well, I've had people in my lifetime, Ed, where I'll go to them and say, hey, you screwed that up. And they'll start making up every excuse. Right. It, under wasn't the sun. Yeah. it was that guy down the street. <laughs> exactly. He was screw and, up. and I think about the advice that person gave me and I, a couple of people I've said, hey, man, just just take just take, you know, take it take and own it and then say, oh, yeah. yes, every time. So what about, even, what about you? And even if you didn't do it, still take it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, mine is something that my parents told me some time ago when I was a teenager. And my mother lived by this. She said, nothing good ever happens after midnight. Mm. So, um, you know, and you see, you know, that, that's when the wrecks are, when these people get out and they start drinking. And, you know, and I don't think, I, as a parent, I had really good children. They didn't, they didn't try to stay out all night and do things like that. So I guess I drilled it in their head that nothing good ever happens after midnight. So yeah. that, that's the best advice I've had. You don't want that phone to ring after midnight. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. But, so but, some good advice there. So Betsy, I hope uh, you would, uh, can take those two and make something out of them. This is the Ed and Bob show. Um, and we've got complaints. We always like to complain a little bit, tell everybody what we see going on that we don't like. And Ed gets to start. 
All right, and uh, I'm kind of going on the same theme of, as uh, on this COVID deal, but I don't think we're doing the right thing by closing these schools um, and having kids stay home. You know, uh, we've talked about this before, but a lot of kids, their parents aren't home with them. And, and they, uh, the kids are, you know, the parent says, now do your homework. And, and they, they have a computer to do it on, but whether or not they really get into it, I mean, they can get the answers, but are they learning? That's, that's my point. Are you mm. learning what you're supposed to learn? And I think shuttering these schools and closing them like that is just absolutely the wrong thing to do. It just does, doesn't make any sense to me at all to do that, the shutting down the schools. Uh, I mean, if you have to shut it down until, you know, we constantly, when the flu bug's going around, you close them for two or three days until that leaves, but I just can't see that. I don't understand how that gets going and why it's going. And it, it, it doesn't make sense to me because these, all these kids do not have COVID. I guess they're shutting them to keep, try to get them to prevent from getting it. But well, you know, I think that um, a couple things come to my mind um, that, uh, well, I guess that's basically endorsing a herd mentality type of thing mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, if you eventually this thing, um, as like they said, this Mike, this uh, last variant that it would uh, flame out rather quick. But the other thing uh, that you miss out on if you're not in school, school does not just teach you uh, reading and writing and arithmetic. Uh, it, it teaches you to get along with other people one way or another. Um, and, and if you were not in school, you miss that, um, that part of life. And, um, it, it's also, it makes it very difficult on parents. And, and if you really get down to it, Ed, 99% of the people that are getting really sick are the people that are not vaccinated. Now, I'm not saying everybody is going to get vaccinated. I'm just saying that's just that's just the black and white facts. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get vaccinated, you're most likely not going to get it. If you're not going to get vaccinated, you run the risk of possibly getting very, very sick. So um, but I know people that never get a flu shot and they never had the flu. So, right. you know, I, but I, to each his own and protect yourself. And I, I, I don't well, know. It's tough. I think. I think parents have a decision to make whether they want to take their child out of school. If they're if they're so afraid that their child's going to get sick by going to school, then take them home, put them on mm -hmm. a computer to learn. But don't make everyone do it. It I don't think that's fair, and I don't think that's the right thing to do because you know they, some of these parents don't have a choice. And I wouldn't I wouldn't take my kids out of school for that. I think it's I think it's important to have sports and have like you say. Have things going on in school, mm -hmm. and we we're and that's the last thing I'm going to say about COVID. <laughs> I'm over yeah. it. <laughs> Wait a minute! I think you promised me that earlier. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, all right, Ed, I got a complaint for you. Okay. It's the um, abuse of these parking, the handicap parking passes, those blue things you see uh, on the rearview mirrors of people's cars, and and everybody listening to me is going to know, has seen somebody pull up and park in one and then get out and run in a store. Yeah. And you think, I don't think they need that. They, they seem to be moving around really, really well. Yeah. And, but you're afraid to call them out because, uh, you know. Not get shot. 
Yeah, well, it could be anything like that. I think these uh, passes need to have a different color for every month and they expire. If you're going to have them for the next three months because you're going to be in a wheelchair or uh, crutches, you get them for three months. Or if it's uh, permanently that you need them, then you get, you know, every year you get 12 or you get a, maybe a gold is for a 12-month period. And people, out, there's people out there listening to us say, Bob, that's not really, there's no abuse of those things. Oh, yes, well, there is. Well, mm -hmm. if you can find me somebody who agrees with you on that, uh, I'd love to hear it. I will never forget, never forget, I um, worked out at this uh, health place. Uh, you know, we go in, exercise and stuff, and there were back windows looking out the back of this shopping center. Now, I happened to be, just got through with some exercise equipment thing. I walked over, looking out the window and drinking some water. I looked down and I saw this lady, and she had to have had a stack of 50 blue <gasps> handicap things in her hand. Wow. And she was talking to another lady, and the other lady was doling out cash. Mm. You know, I don't mm. know if they're 20s or 100s or what, and she gave the lady the cash, and the lady counted out like two or three of the blue uh, passes and handed them to her. I will never forget that. So if you think that's not going on, you're wrong. So that's, I just, I'm telling you, there, there's got to be a better way on those things. So, All right, tell everybody how they can listen, Ed, will you? All right, and thank you for those comments, Bob. It's very good advice. The Ed and Bob <laughs> Show is available at edandbob.com. You can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app, search Ed and Bob, and be sure to subscribe. On Alexa, you're with me, Alexa? Set your, your <laughs> skill settings to enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear, boy? Tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob Show. Oh, I, I, I've done it many times, and all of a sudden, there we go. Uh, if you want to comment, go to edandbob.com comment section. Email us, edandbob at yahoo.com. We'd love to have you follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter is at, at edandbobnox, K-N-O-X. Uh, Mr. Brantley is at edbrantley, and mine is at bobthomas, K-N-O-X. And we're on Facebook, too, so we would love to have you join us there. Make any comments you'd like. And any corrections or apologies or anything you want to shout out about? Well, I, I, I do have a shout out. I, I don't want to apologize because they are my thoughts and solely mine. And I, I'm sorry if I upset anyone. I have a shout out to Philip Hopper. Philip mm -hmm. is now the senior vice president of real estate sales for Powell Realty and Auction. And he's a great kid. And uh, well, I say he's a kid. You've got babies now, but... <laughs> He's a fine boy and, and a young man, I say, and I'm very happy and proud of him. So I know he's going to do well over there. Well, so that's if you need, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a business shout out to the local borough. They had, this is a new um, restaurant that's uh, right next to the um, uh, where we used to do all the bell ringing at West Tail Mall. Yeah. Uh, uh, next to the other restaurant there. Uh, and it is um, a Mexican restaurant, but they've opened this thing up. You can go up to the second floor. And even though it's at West Town Mall, it's it's an outdoor upstairs patio with fire pits and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. I was I stunned when I walked out. in there. 
I gotta do that. And TV's all over the place. You wanna watch your favorite ball game and uh, great food as well. The, the Mexican food was just incredible. It's the Loco Burro there at West Town Mall on the east side of the mall. So Now, Bob, you know, each we love Mexican food and, mm -hmm. and we always take our wines with us. So maybe we can meet and down and have our next Mexican meal there. That'd be perfect. I think okay. the local boroughs on our list. Tell everybody what's coming up on our next show, Ed. Okay, our next show is going to be an interesting program, I think, and it's going to be about Va vaping. Vaping. Oh, I hate vaping. But Ed, that's safe, right? No, I don't know if it's safe, but I hate it. I pulled yeah. up beside a car the other day, and that guy was vaping, and I'm telling you, I thought the darn thing was going to blow up. <laughs> it looks like the whole car has yeah, got smoke it. all of a sudden. It's coming out the window. I, yeah, I know it. Well, it's, a, it's the thing that has taken over in the last 10 years or so, vaping. So it's even got its own word now. So we'll talk about that next time. Is it a better alternative than smoking? Uh, or is it taking the place of smoking it? So, okay. all right, Ed, I enjoyed it, brother. Thank you, brother, and I'll see you soon. I hope. Okay. Next time. Thank you. Take care. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, "Ain't that a kick in the head?"